Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 497, From Large to Little, My Tiny House Saga, by Tammy Strobel of RowdyKittens.com, and I'm Justin Mollick. This is the podcast where I act as a personal narrator for you, for free, and today features one of the newest authors to join this show, Tammy Strobel, a longtime minimalist that we can learn a lot from. But before we get into it, holy moly, we just hit three major milestones. Optimal Finance Daily hit 300 episodes today, Optimal Health Daily, 200 episodes, and Optimal Startup Daily 100 episodes. I mentioned yesterday that I'll be giving away a book tonight at midnight, plus a bunch more next week. There are special instructions for the one mentioned yesterday, though. You'll have to hear that episode to find out how to win that book. But for the rest of the raffles coming up, just make sure you're on our mailing list at oldpodcast.com. Plus, there's a big announcement coming this weekend. So again, just enter your email address at oldpodcast.com to learn about all of that. But for now, let's hear this post from Tammy as we optimize your life. From Large to Little, My Tiny House Saga by Tammy Strobel of RowdyKittens.com It was a cold, windy New Year's evening. Logan and I were wrapped up in the covers. He was surfing the internet and I was reading a book. It was a perfect and cozy night to be at home. Suddenly, Logan looked over at me and said, Tammy, you've got to see this. Dude, I'm reading. Is it that important? Yes, you're going to love this little video. Logan was right. The video featured Dee Williams and her little house. The house was adorable. It looked like a miniature Victorian or Carpenter Gothic home on wheels. I looked at Logan and said, I want one of these homes. They are so cute. And think of all the money we'd save. We could pay for the house up front. Then we wouldn't have to worry about paying rent anymore, at least not in the traditional sense and maybe, just maybe, we could park the little house in someone's backyard. My mind started racing while thinking of all the possibilities this tiny living idea presented. Logan had no idea he'd unleashed a monster. For the next few months, all I could talk about were tiny homes, decluttering, and how we could finance a little house. The idea of buying a tiny house was appealing, so I started doing research on little homes and was shocked by some of the statistics I stumbled across. For instance, In 1950, the average American home was 983 square feet. By 2004, the average American home swelled to 2,349 square feet. That's about a 140% increase in size. Garages accounted for over 15% of the size of the average house. Appliances, both large and small, account for as much as 10% of the increase in house size since 1948. A majority of North American homes have refrigerators that are twice the size of European models and a typical refrigerator uses as much energy as leaving six small television sets on for 10 to 12 hours a day. While I was doing my research, I discovered that there are many benefits to living in a smaller dwelling. 
On average, little homes cost more per square foot, but that's typically because they are made with higher quality materials. Plus, you don't have to spend so much time on home maintenance or cleaning. At this point, we had just moved into a large one-bedroom apartment. We loved the new place, but we still had a lot of stuff. And after watching Dee's video, we decided to move to Sacramento into a smaller one-bedroom apartment. As we slowly downsized our space, we started tracking the types of things we did in our apartment. If you're thinking of moving into a smaller place, I highly recommend doing the same. Teachers and designers from Natural Building Movement created the following exercise to help people figure out where they really live. Where do you really live? Number one, before you get started, make a list of all the activities that you do at home and things you need in your house. Be as detailed as possible. Number two, over a period of one to two weeks, keep a log of where you go in your house and what you do there. You might post paper at doorways and accurately record exactly where you go and how long you spend there, or just take notes from memory once a day. In larger rooms, be specific about which part of the room you use. Number three, look around your house for spaces that you never inhabit. Imagine what would change if that space magically disappeared. Number four, make another list of activities and needs without reviewing the first list. If you have patience, make a new list once a week for a few weeks. Number five, uncover your first list and compare it with later ones. You may be surprised. More than likely, there are probably some areas of your home you don't use as much as others. Even if you don't want to live in a tiny house, you can start living better right where you are. Here are a few ideas. Start decluttering, stop buying stuff you don't need, and consider sharing your home with others. For example, my friend Victoria recently cut her living space in half. She is using her 375 square foot living room as her primary living space and renting out the other two bedrooms in her home. From large to little. I've received a lot of emails from readers asking questions like, what was the tipping point? How did you go from living so large to living in such a small apartment? I think the tipping point was watching Dee's video. It changed my perspective. Before I watched the video, I was still unsure if we should move into a smaller place and I was still feeling stuck. Dee's video led me to a number of resources like the Small House Society, the Tiny House Blog, and Tiny House Design. The stories featured on those sites inspired us to keep chasing our dreams and focus on paying off our debt. I also have to give credit to my grandparents. They taught me many valuable life lessons. I just wish I had started listening to them sooner. Micro actions. Complete the exercise you just heard. Read Little House on a Small Planet. The book contains a wealth of information about living in small spaces and profiles a number of families who live in little homes. Finally, check out Dee's new book, Go House Go, and watch the video that inspired us to go small and think big. You just listened to the post titled From Large to Little, My Tiny House Saga by Tammy Strobel of RowdyKittens.com. And you can watch that video right in her post. I have that linked in this episode's description and at oldpodcast.com as usual. I will keep this any short for you, but one last time we're having book giveaways galore and a big announcement this weekend. It's a really exciting time for us. I want to give back to you as much as possible. Just make sure you're on our mailing list at oldpodcast.com to participate in all of the free fun. And please join me in congratulating our other hosts, Dan, Dr. Neil, who's my brother, and Lee, my good friend and business partner, on hitting their milestones on their podcasts. If you listen to them too, thank you for that. Listens of their shows help out this one. And if you have no idea what I'm talking about, you can come by oldpodcast.com to learn more about the other shows. But again, just thank you for all of your support. It means a lot. And I'll leave it at that for today. Have a very happy Friday and I'll catch you tomorrow 
where your optimal life awaits. Hey, this is Dan from the Optimal Finance Daily Podcast, which is a lot like this show, except more focused on personal finance. Justin handpicks the best posts he can find from blogs and authors like Ramit Sethi, Mr. Money Mustache, and more, and I read them to you five days a week. So if you enjoy this podcast, come on over and subscribe to Optimal Finance Daily too. And together, we'll optimize your financial life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.